Process Podcast episode 333. Triple three. We made it. Mm-hmm. We're back. What a beautiful. This is probably Zach's luckiest episode. Until yeah. we get to 3,333. Yeah, well, no, because this would be more lucky because there's three threes. Oh, fuck, you're right. Right? What about episode. Well, they're never. Are you talking about in groups of three that would have to be like 333,333 yeah three groups of three or 333 million 333,333 you did that very fast subtle shrug I'm kind of a math guy just numbers you know I don't even think we would make it to 33,000 in our lifetime yeah probably not how many Oh, that'd be really sad if you have not that many days left. That's that puts it in perspective. I almost don't want to know the answer. Thirty-three. You keep this one to yourself. Thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three divided by. Yeah, we're not making it thirty-three thousand. Oh my god! <laughs> thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three days. Most people don't. It's ninety-one point three two years. Wow, that's sad. You never know. Modern medicine. That's true. I mean, if you make it to 92, you will have surpassed 33,333 days. Yeah, but is that, but we wouldn't have got to the episode because that's saying from birth, right? That's saying it would be 91 years from now. Fuck. And we're not making it to 112. It's possible. 113. But highly unlikely, I think. The odds of it are not in our favor. Not really, no. How old, how many days have we been alive now? 23? Few. Divided by, or no. Multiply. Yes. Not even, like 8,000, face 8,395. That's exactly 20, mm-hmm. uh, 23 years. So like plus or minus the months that have passed since then, but very weird. I got two quick car things to kick us off today. Though they're they're sightings, they're, it's nothing long and extraneous. Saw another Polestar two today in the Navy. I just pictured Navy like blue. we had like a set, Ooh. and then it was like we start off the episode in the car sighting sightings as a segment, like the news. Oh yeah, it's like today on car sightings, and then like the camera pans on this like really shitty CGI like green screen <sighs> production, and it goes to like this screen, Ooh. and it's like you behind a desk shuffling papers and you're like today today on car sightings <laughs> dylan saw a polestar 2 on his sighting. drive home from work in the navy blue car color. sightings that's kind of a cool dylan. thing though we can yeah. easily make a little uh segment out of that use the same song and just cut a different part of it and car segments cars or car sightings cars it's sightings, just a bunch cars. of audio like clips cut together about just saying oh today i saw a polestar today i also saw a Pol- so polestar <laughs> today i saw a ferrari Today I saw a Dodge minivan. Today I saw <laughs> Today I saw a Prius. I saw an Aztec. That's kind of a cool idea though. We'll workshop that. I haven't seen one in a while and that makes me happy. My eyes are Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't that I tell you the last time I saw an Aztec. Yeah. It should be like a law out that they have to go like it should be like a team <laughs> put that are <laughs> put together. Their job is to go around and get rid of them. That's a bit messed up. But I, I agree. Yeah. To an extent. Just a sci-fi concept. Keep the pistachio green ones on the road because then it's like you're seeing a real-life Walter White. You know? Wasn't it gold? I thought it was pistachio. I've never seen the show, but I think it's pistachio. Wasn't it? Now you're going to really... Is that what they called the gold color? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it was... I mean, I haven't seen it, but I've seen the car from it in memes and stuff, I think. I'm pretty sure it was gold. What color is Walter White's Pontiac Aztec? It, the 2004 Pontiac Aztec, with one wheel that is different than the others, was handpicked by Breaking Bad series creator Vince Gilligan to be Walter White's uh, car for most of the series. Gilligan even picked out the color fern green. It's gold. 
That's fucking no. nice. Not green. It's green. If you look at a photo of it. Is it? Oh, I. Well, it's actually, that's up for debate. Okay, whatever. It's Depends green. on the lighting that it's in. It's one of those things you think it's green. Remember when that dress was a meme? Yeah. Is it white and gold or blue and black? Like, are you dumb and dumber? I don't know. You tell me. Um, yeah. So that was car sighting number one, Polestar two. Car sighting number two. I'm driving to work this morning. Just, I'm like, I'm on the merge ramp on the highway. And then mm-hmm. I see this thing in my, in my, basically coming into my blind spot. Um, but it slowed down and it gave me space and it didn't have to because I could have, there was plenty of room, but they were very polite. And then they changed lanes and accelerated ahead of me. And dude, okay, so Volvo XC40, mm-hmm. T5, whatever that means, had something with mm-hmm. a five on it mm-hmm. in this fiery orange shade. It's not red. It's not orange. It's not crimson. It's It was the color of fire. And the sun was just coming up, or the like. The sun was the sun had risen, but it is now cresting the buildings and like the apartments and all and whatnot that border the highway. So it's that kind of dappled, kind of twinkling light coming over the buildings, and it's hitting this mm-hmm. car like in the best spots possible, and it's not it's not directly overhead but it was casting the most beautiful highlights. And this car, in this particular color, in that light, just caught fire and it looked stunning. I wanted one instantly. I've only ever seen them in in white. Same, I've seen white and black. I've never seen it in a red. White and Oh, you've never seen it in anything other than white. I've never, I mean, unlike... In pictures, but not in person. Right. Okay. Um, pictures, I think I've seen the black. And I think I've seen like a silver or something and like a bluish, huh. whatever, gray. I'm curious. But I've never seen it in, in person other than white. White. Really? Titanium white. Yeah, dude. It was yeah. God, It was stunning. It's a good looking car. It really it's is. It's a really good It really car. is. I want to see if I can just find the name. Oh, here it is right here. Um. I was saying, I'm sure you can go to the website, you can configure and spec one and have the names. All over Fusion there. Red. And the the, the Red. photos on the website, like whatever color they have on the website, that's not what's on the car. The, the, well, I mean, it's like a render, right? Yeah. So it's not going to be... Uh, but in life, like imagine whatever you see on the website, but imagine that you're looking through it through like ultra high definition real life um orgasmic glasses per se okay that's what that color is i can't describe to you how good it looked the color beautiful the lights and like the highlight points beautiful absolutely fantastic absolutely it's one of those things i know we've talked about before but whenever you see like um especially the more luxury brands but sometimes even like you know like ford or whatever on a car in their range that's more expensive, whether it's a more expensive edition, mm-hmm. um, like a fully specced out one, or if it's like like the Mach-E, which is a bit more of an expensive vehicle mm-hmm. in Ford's lineup, it's like sometimes you see paint jobs and it just looks way better. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. Like it just, it's amazing. Like you don't realize that like there's levels to paint until you see yeah, until you see good that. paint jobs. You know, it's it's like, and I'm not even a paint expert. Like, I mean, it's, it's like I, I still follow. Um, shout out to Varun. Oh yes, remember? Yeah. I still follow him on Instagram because he paints cars, right? It's a body guy. Does wicked paint jobs. I'm always seeing what he's posting, what he's what he what car he's painting next up, and obviously he would be able to look at a paint job and tell you decide whether shit. it's good yeah. or not. But a lot better than I would. But, um just seeing his stuff or you go to like a a car show and you see people that have spent you know you know someone they know for like 500 bucks to paint their car mm-hmm. or like done it properly and spent like you know eight grand on a paint job and done it properly and you can tell the difference yeah big time you know it's it, 
and especially when you're in the right sunlight and the reflections are on it and like that's when you realize that like cars that like have flake in it or sometimes not even quite flake but just in the right sunlight with the reflections in the shape of the car it just looks like there's like there's depth to the color to the paint so it's not just one color like you said it's fire which is like you know lots of different from the spectrum of like yellow all the way to like almost in the purples yeah right there's that whole color spectrum and fire right it was amazing you could even say depending on the fire you could say blue as well right Mm -hmm. like there's that whole spectrum that can be in fire right it was phenomenal it was so good it was amazing and the Polestar got off at um the exit one before mine which means nothing really but it means that right. it's in relatively we close We're proximity. We're narrowing it down. Right. So we can hunt them down and take pictures of their car. It'd be cool if we knew someone. Be like, dude, we love your car. Like, would you ever want to do a day where you get pictures of it? And obviously you get like free copies of it, but like nice pictures or something. Yeah, nice pictures of you and your car. Such a, such a cool Maybe car. Maybe you've got like a wife that you want to show off. Maybe you've got kids that you want to show off. Right. Or maybe you want to show want a new dad, aka me. Great Christmas present idea. A good Christmas present idea. Hey, honey, here's a photo of me and the car. <laughs> but people who like their cars want pictures of their they cars. Do. That's they just. Do. Imagine making a custom else. calendar. I feel like if you're taking photos of someone with their car, there's so many different things that you can do with those photos as opposed to just giving them a print. Like I would do like a, like kind of like the car posters I've done. Oh yeah, something where it's like not super over top graphics, depending on the person, but like is more than just and just a print of the photo. Yeah, because that's something that's between, all well yeah. and good, but I feel like there's so much more that you could do. You know? Yeah, something. Yeah. Lots of untapped potential. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I did today. I saw some cool cars and very, very hunky dory. I got a little uh, gingerbread kit for from work for christmas so like tomorrow if the it's supposed to be snowy tomorrow so what i'd like to do is let the apartment get nice and cold Mm. because it's fucking warm in here i haven't had the heat on at all and it stays the same well insulated Um, but get the get the gingerbread kit get my like jammies on and like cozy clothes and then as it's snowing outside, like build a little uh, gingerbread house mm. all by my lonesome. I've always had in, in, this idea, this this vision in my head for years of like all these, you know, I like the idea of gingerbread houses, you know, you're building miniature models of houses. Of course, I love that idea. And I love icing and gingerbread and mm. candy and I'm um, sweet tooth. Of course, I like all of it. I've always had this idea of like, let's do it the designer way. Oh. And I've always had this this vision of going and getting like just tons of like just the flat pieces of gingerbread uh-huh. and a fuck ton of icing and making like a falling water <gasps> gingerbread. Oh, sir. You know where they have the, the river running underneath, but yeah. it's just like icing. Oh. And they have trees of, you know, but it's like a candy gingerbread-esque version of falling water. That's a good idea. That'd be so. Oh, I like that a lot. I don't know, I've always had that vision in my head. You know, that's a good idea. Always. Very smart. Yeah. Very smart. I like that a lot. I got a cool car designer thing. Like that too. What you What you got? So you know who Ken Block is? You know. Ken <sighs> I know the name. The guy does like he does the Jim Connor videos where it's him, you know, drifting, going, doing bad yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. He's also was in rallying and stuff. Well, Is so when he started Canadian? his career and got big in, no. no, um, when he got big into doing that stuff and on doing the YouTube videos, he started with Subaru, I believe, was his sponsor. So we always drove Subarus, right? Um, and then when he when his fame really exploded, he switched and he went to uh, Ford, mm-hmm. and for a huge amount of years, both in uh, like rally and in his like more recreational Gymkhana stuff, it was always Ford, right? 
and so you'd have you know his rally car was like a fiesta rally car and he had focus rally car at some point and then they like i guess he brought a lot of value to the brand so they spent a lot of money on him right he's got a lot of really sweet ford vehicles made just for him you know like old ford escorts but like done like designed for him and old like cosworth sierras all these old like ford legends from like the 80s 90s right Mm -hmm. and then they built him the the um, the unicorn the mustang right oh okay and the the huna truck which like super sick vehicles like i remember the unicorn first came out it's all-wheel drive based on an old like 60s mustang you know super powerful engine in it badass thing and then they came up with the 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 unicorn v2 which he decided the first one wasn't fast enough and it's got the two had like uh, it was twin turbo and like stupid amount of power just an absolute rad car right and then they had the truck which had the engine it was a prototype a modified prototype engine that's in the four gts yeah yeah that's what's in his truck and everything anyways been them for a long time and then like maybe last year something announced that he was leaving oh. uh partnership with ford and i guess everyone thought well, was his career done or he's moving different company so he's actually his new company's partnered with is audi nice which is really cool nice being a rally guy it kind of makes sense and he, they've been doing on their on their youtube channel some videos from a couple of months ago of him going to like his top secret like audi facility where they have like like all these cars stored from their history like all race cars oh. from like rally to touring car to le mans to you know like road cars all these rare prototypes and like one-offs wow. just sitting away hiding right that this place is usually closed to the public and they let them film and everything and then there's a few videos where they let him take out some of the cars to drive, you know, cars that he thought were legends. So, like, yesterday or today or something, he posted that Audi's building him, has designed him a prototype car for him to use in Jim Connor, like these videos where he's doing all this crazy drifting and mm-hmm. stuff, right? That was like, hey, super rad. I love it. It's designed and i'll send you some pictures of it it's designed with inspiration from their old group b quattro rally car which was like an absolute monster just like wiped out all competition like absolute crazy looking thing right it's heavily designed from that so it's super cool proportions like super short wheelbase which you don't really see often anymore the proportions are really cool crazy wings blah blah the wrap on it the livery has on it is super sick um and me and my dad were just watching a video on it earlier of them in the design studio. Oh. And they're like, they've spent like four years on this project or, or like, no, sorry. It was like over a year on this project um, designing it for him. And they've got like, you know, where it's the clay model there in their design studio Whoa. with all the renders behind no it. Way. Like they put a lot of effort into the, right? It's all custom prototype car, right? And they're going talk, and they have the designers there, the German designers talking through all the, you know, the inspiration and, you know, their thought process and stuff like that. And then they had the guy who designed the livery for it talking about the same thing. But what's really cool about it is it's electric. Oh. Um, And it's called, it's like the, the Audi S1, like Quattro, the, the Hoonatron. Oh, that's so It's like the good. e-tron naming, but they're called the Hoonatron, oh, I smart. believe, or something like that. Um, Whoever named that I was like, deserves man, as a like pay a, raise electric like that's really interesting because whenever you see his videos it's like which one of the first things weirdly if i thought of was like that's going to be a fun challenge of how they're going to switch up their production for their videos because you're leaving out a huge element now which is the sound sound, yeah Hmm. right because like in the videos which you have to watch them if you haven't seen them because they're really cool videos anyways shot like beautifully it's always some car that's got, you know, makes a whole lot of power and it sounds epic, you know, just revving constantly in the tire squeal and blah, blah. Well, now you're going to have no engine. Because mm. a lot of times I don't, they don't usually put a whole lot of music in because they want to hear it, let you hear the sound of the car, right? right? Well, now you're going to have like, <laughs> it sounds like, I don't know, a little RC car and just a whole lot of tire squeal, right? Mm. 
Yeah, that's interesting. But I was like, it's still interesting, like a an electric version of it. Is it electric like? Or what's what's the deal with the sound design on the tie can? Because that makes sound, but is that only internal or is that external as well? That's external as well, but still not the same. With the no, with the Taycan, why it kind of sounded, why it sounds better is that I believe like the design behind that it technically has like two gears mm. kind of thing where like because electric cars, yeah, they're great off like launch, but once you hit a top speed, it becomes inefficient. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, that's why like cars have gears. Mm-hmm. Because that's the same. Re- it's the same reason. Like if you have a bike, right? You're not gonna like. Yeah, if you're going up a hill, unless you're you know you and you got thick, thick thighs and you have the on the hardest gear to go up a hill. But usually the idea is okay. You're going up a hill. You go down to the easier gears. Yeah. Or I guess up, right? Up in the gears. Make More it teeth is easier technically. Yeah. Right. To make it easier, but then if you're trying to go flat out on flat road you wouldn't be in the same gear because you'd be pedaling so fast and you wouldn't be going anywhere that's like the car gear right you gotta have the gearing to that so electric car at high speed kind of becomes inefficient too too much electricity to try and Hmm. push something right i didn't know that so i think they from what i know is like i could be wrong my limited knowledge but they it's got technically kind of two-ish gear type idea where it becomes more efficient at higher speed but that also adds sound because now it's not just a constant sound, but you have progression. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. So it sounded better. It's less of like a linear sound and more of like a, a non-linear a a sound, up, right? right? Which sounds way better. So, I mean, this could be, I mean, this thing's going to sound, I was sending you pictures on Instagram for the post. It's, it's pretty sick. Honestly, it looks like Kaisel Slim designed it. Oh, really? in the best way possible because this thing is like this thing's fucking mental like it looks so like oh the wheels everything it's got like thousand fucking wings on it it's pretty epic and it's designed as a custom one-off vehicle yeah Yeah, i was saying to my dad i was like i wonder i'm like they must think that like i that ken block and then the hoonigan youtube channel everything brings a lot of value potential value yeah. to their brand for them to spend that money and have their design team work on that the, the money and the time to design a whole prototype for him that's a yeah. lot of effort a lot of money right so they i mean are they tied on money no. no backed by fucking volkswagen so they're not you know hurting but i'm saying i wonder if this is also they're planning on like i'm sure in the future there's going to be an electric rally series yeah there has to there be has right to it's be inevitable around. at some yeah. point I was like, I wonder, like, be really cool, you know, saying to my dad that Audi was the first to go into rally with four-wheel drive, and they dominated. What if they're the first to go in as an electric car, and all the other companies, are, all the cars are like, oh, it's too heavy, it's not going to be good, and they decimate the competition like they did back in the, the 80s or whatever, and then that ushers in the new wave of all the other brands making electric rally cars. There's, there's could, strategy so it, for sure. I think... It's kind of like I remember years ago when Audi, I think Audi and Porsche uh, pulled out of uh, the Le Mans, not in in endurance racing, but they pulled out of the LMP1 series, Mm -hmm. which is like, that was the fastest on track, the prototype series. Um, A, they said said that like, I mean, Audi had won like the past however many years, but they said it was like not financially viable anymore. They're spending so much money on development. Right. Which, and then they left and all these companies suddenly went into uh, Formula E when that started. Oh, interesting. And I saw that. I was like, I don't think it's not, they're, they're not going to say, oh, we can't afford to, there's too much money to stay in this sport, but we're going to go into an entirely different sport with entirely new technology and spend the money yeah. developing that. I'm like, I think it's just them, you know, that's the future of racing. Whoever gets there, starts researching first has the advantage, that's right? That's true. So, I see this as maybe, you know, like I said, electric rally series is inevitable, I think. 
Yeah, at this rate. Maybe this is them trying to get it on at first. Because they possible. got onto the whole all-wheel drive and rally first. And they went and dominated for like 20 years. Oh. So because of that initial risk, right? So I was like, I- I'm sure they, it's a prototype, but it's for them. It's a test vehicle. Yeah. Right? And it's strong brand awareness for yeah, that segment, It's a win-win, right? right? It helps Ken Block out, but also it's going to get use his fan base as well to bring it towards Audi. Now you've got more fans, more support, more attention to Audi. It's marketing. You're also getting to build something rad. You get let the designers have a have their fun day of designing something wicked like this. And then also you get the perfect te- like test mule of a vehicle to test all your upcoming you know, EV technology mm-hmm. for both road and racing, mostly probably racing. That's so crazy. So, but uh, yeah, it's called the Audi S1 e-tron Quattro, and then the, the nickname is the Hoonatron. Hoonatron. Um, yeah. You got to wonder if yeah. other companies are doing the same thing. It's just not public yet. Uh, I would say, yeah. yeah. I mean, I find it hard to believe that companies don't talk to each other and that there's not insider information being sent around between the companies because i remember like when the the big three the holy trinity came out Mm -hmm. the porsche 918 the laferrari and the mclaren p1 and like that apex documentary and the one guy who's in charge of the program at mclaren he's talking and he's like you know how how amazing is it that that three different manufacturers from three different places in the world happen to build three cars that are basically on the same premise that are perfectly rivals with each other at the exact same time. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. It's not a coincidence. Yeah, no, it doesn't happen that right? way. Someone goes like, oh, mm, you know, someone goes to fucking McLaren and says, yo, Porsche is making like a, like they're going out of what they're usually doing, making a hyper car. That's going to be fast as like a Veyron, all the Bugattis and the Koenig and stuff, but it's going to be like all wheel drive. It's going to be hybrid. You know, it's going to be, and they're all looking like, like a Prius. And he's like, no, like, yes, but like fast. Yes, but nice. You know, we got to make something that's competitive and it's going to be expensive. So now we have the room to play. Right. And then they develop it. And then someone, Ferrari, someone goes to Ferrari and he's like, yo, you got McLaren and Porsche doing this. Come on. You guys are the supercar kings. You have to. You got to fucking keep, there has to be. Right. So, and if, if uh, there's going to be an electric version of each racing league in the world at some point, mm-hmm. right? It's inevitable, right? There's going to be electric drag racing. There's going to be electric, you know, F1, basically Formula E, yeah. right? Just in the baby stages. Rallying, you're going to have Dakar, like Baja, you know, the off-road long endurance, yeah. you know. um, Motorcycles. All the truck racing, the trophy truck motorcycle all the different motorcycle g motor gp and also like you know motocross and stuff like that you you know you've got all the drifting stuff Mm -hmm. the endurance racing they will all go electric eventually decades from now but it will be right so if one company is going to go in on it i think a lot more will because they know that's the future right and that's like why would you get behind right that's that's kind of the reason why, you know, F1, like, I mean, no, Red Bull won just, but like Honda was struggling with their engines for a while because they came in to that new hybrid V6 engine era a bit late, I believe, for the rest. And so if you're like in a high competitive sport, like F1, if you're like a year behind on research development, you have a year yeah. less of it than everyone else. That's a huge disadvantage, mm-hmm. right? So you imagine like, you know, like I said, Every other company looking out and like, those fuckers back in the 80s, <laughs> when everyone was in rear-wheel drive cars, came up with the idea and convinced the committee to bend the change the rules and let them use an all-wheel drive car, and they came in and wiped out everyone. Yeah. All right, like there's that famous battle with Lancia where they beat Audi for one like kind of season. But like after that, then it was just like fucking, now you don't have rally cars that aren't all-wheel drive, right? Maybe the slow ones could be front wheel drive, but like the top fast guys, they're all all wheel drive, right? And they're gonna be like, God, fucking Audi's gonna go early onto the new early adopter mode onto a new 
technology, they're going to dominate again. Everyone's going to do it, mm-hmm. right? And being owned by Volkswagen Group, that means <laughs> Volkswagen's going to have electric rally cars, you know, all the other companies, I think, eventually. So mm-hmm. I could see them doing that. I see someone being like, yo, especially now that that's public. Yeah. You've... A lot of companies be like, yo, look at like, what they do especially when you have like a celebrity or someone who's really big on like youtube and in like car world it just it's a win-win right because now you're getting more attention to racing to your brand that person's getting more attention on their platforms like everyone helps each other out it, everyone just gets bigger and it's a pro level person like it's like the highest echelon of user that you can get for feedback and iterations and input you know a lot of the yeah he's, he's not the best rally car driver in the world but he's really fucking good so it's like you've got a really good test driver with the best test mule yeah. right it was it right it's like how an f1 team uses their drivers when they're testing their car because they know how to best oh, operate yeah. that vehicle if they were asking the general public or people who drive a prius to test this thing the results are going to be very 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 different you know to the point where you might as well yeah. not even bother with it. But that would be interesting too if more car companies brought in people who weren't car designers, right? Mm-hmm. To influence the process. If it's uh if it's a truck, right? And yeah, I'm sure they do focus groups and studies and whatnot, but that's different. But that's different. Right? That's asking for input on something that doesn't yet exist. But if you're bringing in someone like along the way, say you bring in just a random husband and a wife who have like three kids and the design of the next minivan, whether it's like the Toyota Sienna or the Dodge Grand Caravan or whatever it is, but you use their input or you get input from them throughout the design process. And they could be like totally average, but it'd be, I'd be interested to see what result that yields compared to something straight out of a studio well yeah because like again it's it's perfect marketing it's why car companies do concept cars right like we talk about many times yeah. to show off what they can do it's it builds interest right it does like you know it's like what we talked about before times i've been to the auto show and you see like these dads and these guys or whatever and they're looking at you know a new app you know that one i always mentioned the concept car for the mazda 5 i believe it was mm-hmm. way back when it was the first year i went to the auto show and they had the concept car for it and it looked fucking awesome right and i remember people you know being like oh like that will never get built <laughs> concept cars never get built well what's the point I'm like dude well you're talking about it that's the point right and like you're gonna you're not you're not gonna tell me you're gonna look at that and be like that's not awesome yeah now you're like, wow, Mazda, Mazda can do something like that? Mazda's amazing. Yeah, you can be like, well, well, they can do that, but they can't do this. But it's like, it just brings more interest, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, you know, Ken Block, there's a huge following. Going to Audi, that's like, now you've got all these people that are like, you know, fans of his rallying career, which are all going to be like, oh yeah, well, they already love Audi and be, you know, well aware of their their history with, with the sport. Mm-hmm. Then you also got a lot of young people that, just watching for all the drifting stuff and now they're like audi hmm. Hmm. and then they see a car like this and they're like holy shit like when you see it you're gonna be like holy shit this thing looks sick it looks it's insane but it it looks super super cool ken um block block like yeah, block look, of wood yeah ken that block. or just like a punatron either one Poon. Unitron. Unitron. It's like Hoon Itron. Oh, I spelled Hoon Itron. Hoon Etron. Yeah. Hoon Itron. Hoon Itron. Yeah. Oh fuck. Right. That's <laughs> free, that's what the fuck? Like it's pretty sick. Right? Now, you you can't say like a car person's gonna look at that and not like it. And not be interested in the brand now. You're like, man, Audi's Audi's sick. Look what they can do. Yeah. I'm gonna follow them. Like I'm gonna you know, Admittedly, it is a bit too many lines for me on the, but that's just the graphic. The but that's just the graphics, yeah. right? Yeah. Wow. 
That's like a lot of his, like when he was Ford and stuff. A lot of his, oh. like kind of raps that he would have. A lot of lines, a lot of shit going on like that. So and that's his thing. And I respect that. That's his thing. Dude, the but... back of this thing looks so nice. Right? Like, even just taking the spoiler out of it, if the spoiler wasn't there, it's still a really nice looking back end. It's pretty cool, though. Like, uh, the video on their YouTube channel, the most recent one, I think, um, they're in the studio, the big empty studio where the back, they just have the boards of the printouts of like the renders and stuff. And then they have like, you know, where it's the half clay model where half of it's wrapped, I think, and half of it's oh, clay. Yeah. So without delivery, you can see just the form. It's so cool. Oh, like, yeah, that looks really, really nice. And like, I don't know how much input he had. Like if he went to him, like, look, like, yeah, we want it to do all this shit, right? But I love, like, his one of his favorite cars is the car that's inspired by, like, the old Audi Sport Quattro or whatever groupie rally car. So, okay, I really like the proportions. I really like this car, the look of it, you know, how angry and how batshit crazy it looks. And I want to perform like that. But I want something that's, like, kind of modern. And then, like, I'm sure he went and talked to the guy who did the rap. And I was like, okay, you know, this is what we've done in the past with these lines and blah, blah, blah. It's very Audi. You know, I'm sure the designers had enough then to be like, okay, he wants a modern interpretation of one of the coolest looking yeah. rally cars, or maybe the coolest looking rally car, one of one of coolest looking rally cars ever. Like, okay, we're we're gonna go from here and see what we can do. Yeah, it looks really, really, really smart. Yeah, it looks pretty sick. So does the Sport Quattro? Was that it? Yeah, yeah the old one. Of it. Yeah. It, yeah. I like the, the relative boxiness of it, but yeah, it's also function, got a bit uh, of softness to it. Yeah, it's function over form for sure on that. I thing. like the the old old timey front to it. You know, mm. just the the bulk of it. It's definitely not a Mazda CX thirty, but like, hey, nothing else is. Yeah, different different language, right? This Audi, where it's very angular. Right? Yeah. Yeah, very different. Whoa, I very thought I closed out audition there for a hot second. That was a was, that was a small oh, heart God. attack. Right at the end, imagine that. Remember when we oh, oh no. Yeah. We were recording and I the cord was plugged into my laptop, but the bottom plug wasn't plugged into the wall. And then the laptop mm. just shut off. I'm like, what the fuck? It just happened. But it auto-saved because it's amazing. Oh, that's beautiful. We made it to the end of another week. We sure Any did. other cool design shit that you can think of? Or? Um, oh, the thing I mentioned yesterday after after we wrapped up, mm. which was the... Uh, people might have seen the, the, the black box of Earth. Oh, yes. Sounds very crazy. Um, in... In Tasmania, right? Yes, it's in Tassie. But fuck nowhere. This this group of people, whatever, have built or going to build this um, this structure, mill nowhere. This this building, which looks kind of now I think of it like the uh, the um, what we call it the sand the crawler, sand crawler building, building Humber, from Humber, where it's that that cantilevered like point. Yeah, yeah. On 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 a square that kind of form um that's like super thick steel and it, the outside like it it's rusted right so it has that cool rustic vibe and then the solar panels on it and it's being used to house like basically just basically just gonna be a bunch of hard drives like shit ton of hard drives just storage mm -hmm. which will store everything to do with climate change whether that's just you know like changing temperatures and how it's affecting the earth and you know different countries and the environment and animal species and uh, plant species and all that stuff but then also like how humans are playing a role in it what uh, countries are doing what governments are doing what we're not doing um also it's also gonna like just download information from online everyone online of like initiatives that presidents and prime ministers and 
all government people say they're going to do. Holds them accountable. And hold, holds them accountable. And like it's recording everything to do with climate change. Basically, it's become it's going to become the, the black box of Earth. Meaning like, you know, when you have a black box in a plane. So if there's a plane crash or something, investigators can recover the black box, uh, which stores kind of the information of what the fuck happened mm-hmm. to the plane. Um, so that they so that they know, and it's it's that for Earth. Um, and I, one of the articles I was reading to yesterday was like, you know, the people putting it together saying, you know, it's whoever or whatever, which is kind of spooky, nice. finds this thing years from now, decades from now. Hopefully, will, more than decades. Could just be the future us. Could be future. Yeah, us. Ho- yeah. Hopefully, we last. Uh, future us will have this as a tool to learn and understand what the fuck happened to earth (laughs) how we how it got so bad um which is really kind of morbid and sad but also i think a really cool idea and an important idea it is like you know someone thought that the whole conception of it and the importance of it was something that came out of one person's head or a group of people's head but that yeah the idea also got approved, which shows the sheer significance and importance of yeah. that and what. Well, what I like it the means. idea it's going to, like, yeah, hold people accountable, right? Because now, if, like, if some president of some country is like, yeah, we're going to do this and this this year to help the environment, and it will download that and store yeah. it. And then now that can be used to hold people accountable, right? I mean, also, it's like how many times in history where, yeah, there's a lot of things, you know, historians and scientists have a pretty good idea, like almost certainty of what happened in the past, right? Yeah. Like, we know... God made the earth in seven days. <laughs> mm, don't know about that. Well, I don't know about that one, but we know, like, pretty much what happened to the Titanic. Yeah. Right? Unless there's a... Unless we don't know when really often a UFO came down or... Loch Ness monster, like a giant squid kraken or something, or whoa, whoa, you know, yeah. What if the iceberg? Knows, what if right? the iceberg was just like one of the spines on the back of a giant sea monster? Yeah. What if like people from the future went back in time because someone, someone, who, or ancestor who came from that did something really bad in the future, and now they had to go back and get rid of them so they blew up a hole i don't know or place an iceberg or i don't place know place right? an iceberg it, probably two not. feet to the left please <laughs> just push it out just a little bit May, we know pretty much what happened right the boat but sank right imagine if like a plane it had a black box right be morbid and scary but you know then exactly what happened yeah. right or like back you know thousands of years ago like how the fuck did we go from this to this right what happened to this great civilization or you know it's like if whether you want you know it's a bit crazy but if whether or not you want to um believe it if atlantis i was just gonna say atlantis right but if if the myths are true right the legends are true and it you know sunk or whatever and it was destroyed over time um if they had a black box we would know what caused it yeah whether it was you know people themselves or just caused a collapse of a great civilization or if it was a huge you know environmental like an asteroid or you know something with the dinosaurs or some natural disaster or just over time just a big flood who knows right heard of woolly mammoths well then people from the future our future now they'll know what happened to climate change you know yeah. decades and decades decades from now hopefully they'll be like oh why did this animal go extinct or why is did this part of like almost this entire country now is underwater why or yeah. you know why do we not have this many trees or why is the temperature gone up this much blah, blah blah why did no one do anything about it years ago well now they can go back through all this information and know exactly what happened why it happened why we didn't stop it or that mm. we tried to do it or we tried something and it didn't work or we tried to do something and it did work or whatever right which is kind of cool i think it's spooky it's a bit sad but it it's important it's a bit right? sad it's a bit morbid but it's it's an interesting it's a very interesting and it's a very important idea but what's also yeah. really cool is 
the way that it's like this storage housing device per se mm-hmm. that they're intentionally putting in a remote location in Tasmania and that it looks like something that is very dystopian. Yeah. You know, it's maybe they're for, maybe they're foreshadowing, maybe they're not. Another thought is how who's to say that who or whatever comes across it are, is going to know that there's something inside. Well, that's what I was thinking of like, what if it's just more a on the design of it? Triangular smooth rock. Well, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing. But I was like, speaking on the design of it, like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, they do, you know, what's very popular right now in architecture, which is like, you know, it's inspired by the surrounding environment and it's sympathetic to the surrounding environment yet stands out. Yeah. It's kind of a bit of an oxymoron, but like it's a it's a hard thing to achieve, but if you do it right, like you know, you can tell okay, it sticks out from the environment. And so architecturally design, you know, it looks really nice, but it doesn't stand out enough or it's not just like a big pink cube that kind of like doesn't fit in the environment. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. sympathize with it. Well, it does, right? Cuz it's kind of like with the rust, kind of the color and like it's kind of like an implied simplified rock shape. That's true. But yet it's not. It's different. I think maybe for that reason. And it's not later down the line, if it gets covered in rocks, people unearth it. And we're like, hey, this this is man made. Oh, it's I like when we go saying. underwater and we find you know a big rectangular rock, and they're like, oh, Atlantis. People <laughs> made this. It's not right. We know we you'd be able to stumble stu- uh, stumble across it and be like, that's not a rock. You know, it's not a random formation over the earth. It's like. Someone put this fucking steel here. What if you know? they? What if whoever finds it thinks that it's aliens? That'd be ironic, <laughs> right? Imagine that's what happened to the pyramids. They try to make it. It's like this is gonna be standing for thousands of years, and the inside is actually instructions of how not to fuck up the world. And then exactly thousands of years later, we find it and we're like, it's oh, fucking aliens! Aliens did this. And thousands of years ago, they're like, someone's like, yeah, but what if they think it's like aliens or something? And one person's like, no, no, don't be an idiot. They'll know it's us. You're yeah. totally right. It could be that case. but And the hieroglyphics. Like, who's to say that we're reading the hieroglyphics exactly as people back then were reading them? Yeah. Yeah, it's not just the writing, but the context, right? Sometimes yeah. you, text, you get text from someone that could be totally innocent, but it sounds sinister because they don't have the tone. Yeah, or they put a period at the end of the, of the thing. <laughs> On the hieroglyphs, it just says, it's aliens, lol but we didn't get the lull because of the context. So it's like, yeah. it's aliens. We're like, holy fuck, it's aliens. No. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. It's but yeah, possible, it's like, right? I, I, they also said like inside there's, they said, well, yeah, in the future, who knows, we'll have technology greater than Samsung terabyte hard drives and, and uh, solid state hard drives and, you know, internet and all this stuff. Um, so they're like, they've left like step-by-step instructions of how to use this old technology if it is old and outdated in the far future so that the future could figure out how to access the information. That's really cool. Yeah. There's probably a whole bunch of big brain people working on that. Yeah. It's gotta be a whole, but yeah, way beyond anything that like is remotely comprehensible. Yeah. It's just us like, we'll draw it, (laughs) but all I can the, draw pretty pictures. All the information stuff that's you guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys do the math and the language and the knowledge stuff. I'll be over here drawing <laughs> a rectangle in the desert. Yeah. It is really cool though. It, it is really cool. cool. Yeah. Did yeah. did the article say when it was being I don't set it up? might have and I just probably didn't notice it. Numbers. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it is. I think it's not built yet. I don't think so, yeah. I think what it was was a render, even though renders are frighteningly good pretty, now. But, pretty nice. Um, I don't think it's up yet. I mean, it could be. The actual structure won't be that hard to build, I don't think. It'll just be the uh, getting the whole information stuff ready. Yeah. And it's continuously updating, so there's got to be some way for Yeah, it's continuously just pulling information regarded to climate change. Anything. Hmm. Just pulling and storing, so... It's a remote thing, right? Like there's no wires connecting it to some 
place. No, well, yeah, they said no. They said that's why there's it's solar panels to. Yeah. I was saying the amount of juice it much it must use. Oh, yeah, I don't that's, think solar panels. That's going to bring it. about a climate crisis. Yeah, I don't think it's going to cut it. So, like, uh, I don't know. It's really interesting. And can you imagine sitting in on the meetings where they're discussing that? They're like trying to crack down on like 0.2 of a kilowatt hour, right? To meet a certain yeah. standard, maybe. Like, okay, how can we get it down 0.2? And then like you get all these engineers giving their pitch on this and that. Like, oh my gosh. Brain melting. Yeah. Not my idea of a of a fun time. No, I'd personally. rather draw the thing and then hand off the drawings. I'm like, all right, peace. Thanks. See Can't you wait to see it finished. Yeah. See you next time. That would <laughs> that would be a lot easier. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, it's really cool. Good thing we're not engineers. Good thing we're not engineers. Draw pretty things. See what the engineers have to do at work. And I'm like, I'm so glad that's not me because it's way <laughs> too much res- thing. Way yeah. too much responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna whack some color on some stuff and just go for it. It's gonna work. I did that last night. I worked like four extra hours in the evening last night and just colored stuff. Wow. Like, dude, get you a job that pays you to color. I'm trying. I know. We'll get there. I believe yeah, in you. Sick. Believe I'm in coloring you. for money. <laughs> I'm coloring. I'm. That's exactly what it is. I'm coloring yeah. for money. Coloring intentionally, obviously. Obviously. That's what professional artists do. Coloring for mm-hmm. money. Painting for money. All relative things. Might work out that uh, fire snail chrome hand idea a bit more this weekend too. Mm. Might see if I can do a bit of a bit of a marker thumbnail for it. So. Down in like a image. You know, uh, photo bash. To oh get the yeah, rough thing. Yeah, comp like uh, composition done. I think would be super cool. It's a good idea. I'm gonna do that too. Actually, now that you mention that, yeah, screw the whole marker thing. That's hard. Photoshop's a lot easier. Photoshop's a yeah. lot easier. And that's the plan, man. That's the plan, Stan. And uh, that basically wraps us up for another episode of the Process Podcast. If uh, if you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to hi at bigdesigncompany.com or visit the website www.bigdesigncompany.com and if you have a podcast question send it to hi.theprocesspodcast.gmail.com and Zach Watson yes sir what is our Instagram the process underscore underscore podcast lovely ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening see you tomorrow no we won't we'll see you on Monday 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 yeah Monday. peace the process